Victoria College is a public, open admission college. Our mission is to provide educational opportunities and services for our students and the communities we serve. For more information, please visit us at www.victoriacollege.com to schedule your tour. And we are here, episode 50 of The Grid, the show that could not be more excited for week one. I'm Gabe Myers, alongside me as usual, Mike Foreman and Jeremiah Sosa. After after some discussion pre-show, we decided to, it's co it's the co-David Robinson and Mike Singletary <laughs> episode. Co, as a Spurs fan, I pounded the table for Robinson, but we had to get Mike Singletary in there as well because it's football season, guys. Yeah. And like I said in the beginning, we could not be more excited. So many good area games on the slate. Week one is finally here. And we're going to start locally. We're going to start in Victoria, where Victoria East is at home, taking on San Antonio Taft. Jeremiah, Coach Reeves' first game, quarterback battle. What do you expect to see from Victoria East and San Antonio Taft in week one? Yeah, well, like you were saying, it's uh, Coach Charlie Reeves' first first game as a head coach. Uh, so that's a big thing for him and the, and the Reeves family. And then, also, the, the quarterback battle, uh, it sounds like talking to Reeve that they're going to have a, a guy start it and they're not going to really you know go go back and forth like they've been doing in the, in the past few scrimmages and practices. So it sounds like they're going to have a starter who, who's going to play, uh, you know, at least start the game. Um, but as of now, he's, he, the team still doesn't have a guy. They're, he said they're going to take this entire week to kind of measure what, what you know, they're, they're able to do on the field. So... Um, I think it should be a surprise to to all the fans and uh, people who are watching that game as, as far as who's going to be the quarterback. Um, but yeah, like like you said, Gabe, it's the season opener for for this Victoria West team with a lot of new new guys on both sides of the ball. So I think it's just going to be a you know kind of a a learning process for a lot of the guys. It's just you know learning Reeve system and uh, you know getting uh, accustomed to the new season. The uh, Victoria East played San Antonio Taft last year, and obviously a lot's changed. New coaches, new players. You know, now it's you know in Victoria rather than in San Antonio. Is there anything Reeve said to you about San Antonio Taft? Anything that you know maybe stuck out to him? Yeah, well, uh, he just looking at a film. He was saying that how they're a really disciplined team. They have uh, you know players on both sides of the ball that can can impact the game. Um, but last year there was a few guys who played in that game. And Bryson Ortega, uh, who's a both defensive offense guy, uh, he was just saying how it gives them a little bit extra motivation just in that last year's game, just because they lost. I think it was like forty-five to. I think forty-two thirteen. Yeah, I was looking at it this morning. Almost a 30, 30 point, uh, uh, you know, win for Taft. So that gives them some motivation, and uh, I think they'll be able to, you know, be more competitive this season. Yeah, look, looking forward to that one. Looking forward to the Charlie Reeve era getting going here in Victoria. Uh, Victoria West, our other school, they will be up in San Antonio taking on San Antonio Davenport. This is another rematch from a season ago, as much as these week one games and non-district games are. Um, talking to Coach Boyce, talking to some of the Victoria West players, the first thing they say, the first thing they say about Davenport, it's two things. It's tempo and it's physicality. They felt like last year they were a little they, – they felt like they, they were surprised by the physicality of Davenport right away and that the tempo, especially offensively, so for the Victoria West defense, they thought Davenport's tempo gave them some issues. So that's something that's been stressed in practice this week is we have to deal with the tempo. we got to get lined up and, you know, prevent –
prevent some of those big plays. Talking to Coach Boyce this week, he actually said that he thinks the big plays are going to be what, you know, whoever wins the big plays, he thinks is going to be whoever win, wins this football game. Not just big plays in terms of big, explosive 30-yard runs or passes, but also the turnover game. He harped on that as well. I'm interested to see from a year ago to now, this time a year ago, Camden Repper and Kamari Montgomery were taking the field in the backfield for the first time together. Now they've done it. This is going to be game number 13 for the two of them, year number two. They've gone from being kind of the understudies or the young guys to now they're the leaders. They're the ones who are calling the shots as much as anybody outside of Coach Boyce. So I'm very interested to see their growth against a similar opponent and against a team that in San Antonio went three rounds deep in the playoffs last year. And it's, Victoria West plays a tough non-district schedule and that's you know they want to get this experience because they know they have to go through Corpus Christi Miller and Corpus Christi Vets once they get down the road into district play Mike you got Refurio and Hitchcock this week that's a that's good that's a banger of a game couldn't be more excited about that Mike talk to us what do you expect you know Refurio Hitchcock what do you expect there's going to be fireworks on the field I imagine yeah I'm sure there will I mean first of all Refurio remembers last year and they got beat 49 to 13 I think they were down like 28 to nothing before they know what hit them um no doubt, Hitchcock is extremely talented. Uh, Coach Herring was saying they have four D1 players on that squad. I mean, they one can, of them's the quarterback. Yeah, they can run. I saw them at seven on seven, and they have athletes all over the field. The thing that Refurio can do that it did last year is help them. And they turned the ball over, I think, four times. You cannot do that against this team. The other thing is they're going to have to play outstanding pass defense, whether that means getting pressure on the quarterback or covering their receivers. And the other thing that's really important is when those receivers catch the ball, they have to tackle them because they're, those guys are so fast that if you miss a tackle, they're gone. So, uh, you know, it's strike up the fight song at that point. But, I mean, uh, the thing, too, about Refurio, though, also is uh, – he mentioned uh, it'll be very important for them to get off the field on third down. Mm-hmm. He said if they can stop them on first and second down, they have to get off the field. And one thing in their favor, and I, I was talking yesterday, I was texting back and forth with uh, Bo Robinson from Yoakum. Mm-hmm. He, uh, of course, is in the district with Hitchcock, mm-hmm. so he knows really well what, what Hitchcock has. He said that Hitchcock is not as good of a team when they leave Galveston mm-hmm. County which is pretty interesting. And I saw that last year with uh, Hallettsville. I mean, talent-wise, there was no way that Hallettsville should have beaten beaten Hitchcock, but they did. They somehow got ahead in the second half, and Hitchcock kind of panicked. And I think that's the key for Furio, to see if they can get a lead. And maybe, maybe Hitchcock will start doing some things they don't usually do, turn the ball over. And, uh, you know, Refurio is tough at home, I guarantee you that. I tell you, you took the question right away from me because I was going to ask you about that, the Hallettsville game last year and is, is Refurio's best path to victory what Hallettsville did last year, getting up ahead early, getting them, you know, one-dimensional where they can only throw the football and letting those defensive linemen just rush up the field at that quarterback. Well, yeah, that would definitely help, but uh, 
Coach Herring also said that they, they like to throw the ball 90% of the time. So, I mean, that's the way they do things. Uh, the quarterback, I was asking Eli Boxel, the Refurio's defensive coordinator, if the quarterback runs because he's a big kid. I mean, he not only fast, he's strong. Uh, he said he will if he has to. He doesn't like to, but he will, and he can. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a great test for the Refurio defense. But, uh, you know, it's something to keep in mind. Uh, Refurio is uh, Hitchcock week one and Edna week three. And uh, I don't think that they will see a, a team as good as either one of them until if they end up going against Timpson again, you know, uh, in the, uh, That'd be the semifinals yeah so i mean this is gonna be get them ready you know one way or another and they lost last year and they still ended up in the state final is this a um is this game against hitchcock one i know last year throughout the season they kind of managed how much they used ernest campbell is this one where you think they kind of unleash ernest a little bit even though it is just week one Yes and no. I mean, they'll use him, but I don't see them using him to the extent that they did against Timpson because, let's face it, I mean, win or lose, this, like the coach likes to say, win or lose, this won't define their season. Mm. So uh, I think they'll use Ernest. They'll like to get the ball to him. But uh, the thing is about Hitchcock, they have guys almost as fast as him. Almost being the yeah, key. <laughs> almost. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, that's the thing. I I would think that really the key for Refurio, that what they would like to do is pound the ball, you know, and get first downs, run the clock a little bit, which is kind of weird because you don't think of Refurio that way. But uh, any the, the more they keep the ball out of Hitchcock's hands, the better off they are. All right, well, we're going to move on to um, – gosh, this week one slate's incredible. Uh, Cuero El Campo somehow wasn't even the lead into this, yeah. and this is an awesome game. That's where I will be this Friday night. Uh, Mike, Jeremiah, both of y'all have seen Cuero and El Campo in the lead-up to, uh, lead to this week one clash. Uh, Mike, you were just at El Campo, I believe, earlier this week or late last week. Um Talk to us about, you know, about the Rice Birds, what, you know, kind of what they're going to look like this year. Well, this is going to be interesting, obviously, for the, the most obvious reason is Travis Reeve coming back to Quero. I mean, he has a lot of ties there. I mean, uh, and I think the reception will be very, very good. I mean, people remember, of course, he led him to the state state championship, so obviously. But uh, El Campo, this is a transition year for them, Um you know, uh, th th he's put in a totally new offense. And, uh, you know, and the other thing for El Campo is up front. Uh, they have uh, their centers, their only returning linemen. And uh, they've got a lot of growing to do. Um, and obviously when you go on the road in your first game is Gobbler Stadium, uh, that's not the place you want to do your growing. But – you know, El Campo is talented, and, uh, you know, when you've got a quarterback like Oliver Miles who's going to Texas Tech, I mean, right there, that you know, that puts pressure on a defense. So uh, that's what I saw from El Campo. Uh, I was in Cuero Monday. Um, they're excited about it. Uh, I was told uh, Mason Nataro and uh, Brant Pottek, two of their, you know, big players, were ball boys for Coach Reeve. 
and you know, coach uh, both of their coach their dads are coaches on the Quero mm-hmm. staff. So they were around, you know, and they've been around Coach Reeve, so it's special for them. But Quero's looking at it like, hey, this is our first game. It's at home. We're opening the season. We want to win this game. Jeremiah, talk to me. You were at Quero's first scrimmage. Talk to me about – Mike had mentioned, you know, Alcampo's offensive line. They only returned the center, so that's going to be an area of growth for them throughout the season, and week one's probably not going to be the best version of that. How do you expect Quero's front to match up against, a, we'll call it a rebuilding offensive line? Yeah, well, just based off what I saw in their scrimmage against Kenyon Lake a few weeks ago, uh, I think the Quero's defensive line should uh, give El Campo's line with a bunch of new guys, like Mike was saying, some trouble. Um, I think once you – you're able to get past that line and get in the backfield and uh, put some pressure on all of, uh, Oliver Miles. Um, I think it, it it'll kind of fluster him and kind of force him to maybe do some things that he's you know not uh, you know doesn't usually do as a quarterback. So I think that can be a big problem for uh, for the Rice Birds is that Quarrel defensive line. Even though there's a bunch of new guys there too, I think uh, with with the potential that they have, I think it, it could cause uh, El Campo some some issues. Kind of what I'm interested in seeing play out in this game is we met, we mentioned El Campo's offensive line offensive line retooling, but Oliver Miles being the athlete that he hit that he is is he going to be able to get on the run and make plays? I think nothing frustrates a defense more than you have everybody covered, your defensive line wins up front, and a dang quarterback is able to break away and turn what should be an eight yard loss into a twelve yard gain, and it just that's the that can be that can be a huge psychological factor, and that's what. That's what I'm kind of looking forward to is seeing that how can Oliver Miles' playmaking ability against the Quero defense. And also part of that's going to be how 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 well does he, we'll call it, comprehend the Travis Reeve offense yet uh, at this point in week one? Is he going to be comfortable enough to just kind of, at points when he has to, just go be a playmaker instead of, trying to play strictly within the confines of the offense. And that those are like kind of the game within the game things week one that I'm looking forward to seeing Quero versus El Campo. I want to talk about Quero's offense a little bit. We spent a lot of time on the other side of the ball. Um, Jeremiah, you had mentioned in their scrimmage, you, running back was kind of the the position of contention. You know, Mason Nataro's back at quarterback. That should, you know, write it in stone. But running back, you know, we don't say it a lot with Quero, but running back was a big position battle. But it looks like they have a guy that's going to be really, really good for them. Yeah, uh, it was Kenneth Jackson who was the guy that stood out for them in that scrimmage. And, uh, you know, he played last year, so he has some experience. But, you know, when you lose a guy like Tyson Williams last season, I think you have to have someone this year step up. And like you said, they were that was a position they were really hoping to, to have someone step up and um, so for them to have that guy, that guy in Kenneth Jackson, they also had another backup who, uh, you know, played pretty well too. So I think, uh, you know, I think they should be set there. And obviously, it's the first game, so you know, it may not be in midseason form where you know you see your guys and they're, you know they're playing up to that their highest level. But uh, just you know, having that guy game one, week one, I think uh, Quero should be happy with that. Yeah, I'm really excited for that one going out to Gobbler Stadium. For, hey, my first game at the my first football game for the Victoria Advocate Gobbler Stadium, El Campo versus Quero. I couldn't be more excited. And again, any other week, this game leads the show. Any other week, but week one, our, the last game we'll talk about here in this first segment. 
Hallettsville at Shiner. Again, any other week that leads the show, but this week it does not because week one is just that, that good. Um, Mike, we'll start with you because you, you you've been out to Hallettsville and Shiner during camp. Talk to us about, let's start with Hallettsville because they're, they're a team that I'm really excited to watch this season. Talk about Hallettsville. Jorian Wilson's back at quarterback. Levi Montgomery's first year as the head coach. Talk about Hallettsville a little bit. What you expect them to look like week one? Well, I think uh, Jorian, uh, the thing is, is he just needs game experience. You know, last year he was hurt in this game, knocked him out for the yeah. season. When I saw him in the scrimmage, uh, they didn't run him at all, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure there was, you know, they did that on purpose. He threw the ball. He threw it. Uh, he's got a rocket. He's got a cannon. But he, his accuracy wasn't quite there. And I think, to me, that's just a matter of game time, throwing in games. As he adjusts to the speed of the game, I think that's going to get a lot better. Uh, they have uh, Ja'Shawn Price at running back. You know, they've got a good running attack, too, and they've got the receivers. The question mark for Houseville is the offensive line. They've got a lot of new guys up there. Um, I know they said they've been pleased with them, but I, I think at times during the scrimmage, uh, the Calhoun seemed to get the better of them. Um, and that's where I think they, you need to see the improvement from the Bramuses up front. Mm-hmm. And if they can get that, they're going to they're gonna be a team to be reckoned with because they've got a lot of speed. And with Jorian at quarterback, I mean, that gives you kind of that threat there mm-hmm. anyways. So that, to me, is the key for them. And uh, when I talked to Coach Montgomery this week, he said the key for, for them is, uh, he said, is uh, not to turn the ball over on offense because he's concerned about Shiner being able to control the ball and run the clock. Well, I tell you, when I watched Shiner in their scrimmage against Tidehaven about a week and a half ago, their running game, they were actually able to pop off some big plays in the running game. And that's when you play against Shiner, who run, you know, who runs kind of a unique offense, who you have to be very disciplined defensively against them. You get a defense that over-pursues or someone that might try to make a hero play because they think they got the running back dead to rights in a hole, and then the fullback comes in and you know gets them, and all of a sudden that running back's off for 20, 30 yards. I'm curious to see with, with Hallettsville, you mentioned all that speed, I'm curious to see with Hallettsville if there is a little bit of, you know, guys over-pursuing and Shiner's able to take advantage of that. Because that's something that I was kind of pleasantly surprised by with Shiner is their just ability to hit big plays. And, again, they don't throw the ball a lot, but Carson Schutte knows what he's doing back there, a quarterback. And he's on a team with young guys. He's someone with a little bit of experience and has a lot of competitive experience going and playing baseball, making that run to the state championship game last year. I'm very interested to see, you know, how Hallettsville and I think I think Calhoun was a good scrimmage for them mm-hmm. last week to go against another team that you have to be very disciplined against ahead of your week one game against Shiner. So I'm very interested to see just kind of how that matchup plays out. And last year, these two teams played. The final score was 14-7. Mm-hmm. I think the combined points will be more than 21 <laughs> this time around. Going to go out on a limb with that one. Uh, yeah. Well, that does it for week one previews here. We're going to get into some more football here in a minute. But first, we're going to hear this message from White Trash Services. We'll be right back. I'm joined by BJ Nelson. BJ, White Trash Services, what is it and, and, and what do y'all do? Well, 
thank you for asking. We gather trash in the counties around the Crossroads area. We've been in business for eight years, and we have dumpster, trash can, and roll-off uh, companies. And, you know, y'all are y'all are big advocates for, for sports throughout the Crossroads region. Just what makes y'all want to sponsor uh, all, all high school sports throughout the Victoria area? High school sports are amazing. One, they keep kids out of trouble. It teaches them about character, teaches them about right and wrong, uh, how to do better in life. You learn a lot of life skills in sports and especially football. And how can someone get a hold of White Trash Services to start their service, rent a roll-off, or apply to be a part of your team? You can give us a call at 361 361- Five five zero one eight two six. I have a team of ladies that answer the phone and gentlemen. So give us a call anytime, eight to five during the day, and uh, we'd be happy to visit with you about any of those things. Alrighty, we are back with episode 50 of The Grid, the golden episode in perfect timing because it's week one of high school football here in South Texas. And now we're going to go on second segment here. We're going to start, I want, it's not some early indicator. So it's, there's always mystery surrounding week one. There's always, you know, you don't quite know what teams are going to look like. In Jeremiah's case, with Victoria East, you don't even know who's going to be starting at quarterback and you cover the team for heaven's sake. Um, so I Kind of the question for all for all of us. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be at Quero Campo. Jeremiah, you're gonna have Victoria East staff. Mike, you're having Refurio and Hitchcock. I kind of want all of us to kind of walk the audience through what you know. What are we looking for? Kind of as the game starts in those first five minutes in the first quarter, where there's a lot of mystery surrounding all of these teams. What's kind of the thing you're most interested to see? Right, you know, right as the game starts, or what? What's the thing you're looking at? Is you know, you know, kind of keys for success almost. Uh, and Jeremiah, we'll start with you here with Victoria East. What's the uh, what's the thing you're looking at? What's an early indicator for Victoria East that you think, okay, if they're doing this well, they're they have this down. You think they can be successful at least in week one? Versus if that's not going well, maybe it'll be a long game Friday night. Yeah, I think obviously the first thing you look at is uh, you know the play of the quarterback, how they're able to you know, control the offense and, you know, how they're looking in their, I mean, whoever it ends up being, whether it's Case and Coley or Landon Partita, it's going to be their first varsity uh, high school game. So I think you just kind of look at their composure and the way they kind of handle the offense, whether they're, you know, just handing the ball off to uh, Jaden Williams or, you know, getting on the outside to Nigel Prater and the other receivers. I think you just look at how they're able to kind of manage the offense. And, you know, Coach Reeves has been saying it the past few weeks that I've been talking to him, he doesn't want the quarterback of his team to, you know, try to throw for 400 yards a game and run for another 200. He just wants them to manage the offense and, you know, put the teams in in a position to win. So I think that's the thing you look for uh, on the off- offensive side of the ball. And on defense, uh, you know, this defensive uh, you know side of the ball, they don't have that many returners. I think they only have three or four, uh, you know, guys from last season. So, uh, I, I think their secondary is going to be a, a, a point of their team where they're hoping to improve because last season they really struggled. Uh, you know, in that secondary, I think four or five games they gave up over 40 points. So I think, uh, you know, this season going up against a Taft team who they scored 42 on them last season, I think, uh, you know, you want your defense and your secondary to to be able to, to you know, play up to par, uh, you know, on, on how you want them to compete. 
Yeah, I'm again, I'm so interested in that quarterback battle over there and kind of how that looks like. Also, you know, when you have a really good running back back there, which East does, that's, uh, you know, any quarter, whoever, regardless of who the quarterback is, that's going to help having kind of experience guy in the backfield with them. Mike, you'll be down to Refurio for Refurio and Hitchcock. What, you know, last year this game was 42-13, and it, you know, may not even have been that competitive. Um, what what are you looking for as this game kicks off in the first couple series of the game? What are, what are you looking to see? Okay, Referio's doing this well, or oh, maybe they're not. This could be a long night. Well, I'm I'm curious. I, I kind of laugh when uh, when Jeremiah's the game manager. I always hear coaches say that. Yeah. And I, you know, you always remember Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, right? AJ McCarron, yeah, Greg McElroy at Alabama. Yeah. But uh, the fact is. My way of thinking is sooner or later, somewhere down the line, your quarterback is going to have to make a play. You know, he may be a game manager and you don't want to make him mistakes, but somewhere down the line, you're going to need him to make a big play. So I'm curious to see, you know, the growth uh, from Keelan Brown at quarterback this year. He was a sophomore last year. He got thrown into it. I want to see how the growth it is and his ability to get the ball to their playmakers because, gosh, you know, when you have a state championship track team and you've got playmakers all over the field. The other thing is uh, the, the offensive line is young. I want to see how they come along. They're going to be good, but uh, they're still young. And then defensively, I think uh, what I saw in the scrimmages is those guys can run to the ball. And I want to. This is going to be a good test for them because they're going to see the kind of speed and the kind of ability from the quarterback. That if they make it to the semifinals and Timson's there, that's what they're going to see from Terry Bussey. And after seeing him last year, that guy is very difficult to tackle. So early on, this is uh, you know a really good way for them to to kind of get a feel for what they can do. Yeah, again, that, that Refugio Hitchcock game, I've t- you know, I, I did the district preview. By the way, our football tab is out. Go yeah. pick it up and read it. Really? Um, I did the district preview for that district with, you know, Hitchcock and Yoakum and Hallettsville and Columbus. And every all the coaches in that district mentioned, like, man, Hitchcock, is, you know, they're, Hitchcock's fast. They, I, Bo Robinson said from Yoakum, he said, well, they should be the favorites, not just in the district, but in 3A. He said they're the most talented team yeah. in 3A. So that's one that I'm so looking forward to how – Refurio deals with you know uh-huh. a team a division up that caliber how Refurio how Refurio is able to deal with the problems presented to them because like you said that there's not a, there's not a whole lot of teams if any teams in two way that are going to present the issues to Refurio that Hitchcock will um, I'll be at Quero El Campo and I'm we talked about it a little bit in the last segment I'm looking to the line of scrimmage here I want to see it I think it's expected that Quero is going to have an advantage at the line of scrimmage. I want to see El Campo. Can they again? Oliver Miles is such a is such an outstanding athlete at quarterback. Can even if Quero's winning the line of scrimmage, can El Campo stay in the fight? Can El Campo battle them long enough to allow their quarterback to go out and be the playmaker that he is? And you got Mason Ataro on the other side. I'm looking forward to just kind of that quarterback battle of Mason Ataro versus Oliver Miles, both of whom are, you know, kind of more so playmakers than they are just true, you know, just true drop back quarterbacks. So I'm looking forward to that line of scrimmage battle. But then also at the same time, I want to see these quarterbacks. Does it become a game of, you know, an old school shootout of, hey, everything you can do, I can do better because we have two really, you know, really 
really good, really athletic quarterbacks opposing each other here. So that's what, what I'm kind of looking forward to. What what quarterback is able to settle into the game? Because this is week one. There's a lot going on. You mentioned it, Reeve returning to Cuero, and yeah. that's you know a whole other you know side story to this game. What quarterback is able to calm the nerves and settle in and just start making plays first? You know what, too, uh, this is a thought. I, I'm very curious to see if either defense uh, has a spy in this game because uh, obviously with Oliver Miles, you know, and, and Nataro, Mason Nataro is the same way. They can hurt you with their legs, you know. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they either side had a spy on the quarterback. Yeah, and again, if you do that, do you do it with a linebacker? I feel like most linebackers aren't fast enough. Do you do it with a safety? Do you bring, you know, do you bring an extra defensive back into the game for the sole purpose of spying, at least on certain downs? Again, game within the game stuff. And again, we haven't seen these teams play yet as presently constituted. Yeah. So there's so much uncertainty. There's so much unknown. I'm so, so, so excited for week one, if you can't tell in my voice. And with that being said, we have a message from Thrivent Financial because we don't do it now. I'm not going to go to commercial at any point. So we're going to hear from them. And then we're going to come back with a a week one storyline we're all very much looking forward to. The golden episode, episode 50 of The Grid. Stay tuned. Thrivent is a proud sponsor of The Grid. Thrivent believes money is a tool, not a goal. Thrivent financial advisor Carly Herrig works with clients to create financial strategies that reflect their priorities and help them protect the things that matter most, like family and giving back. Carly can be reached at 361-223-7883 or connect.thrivent.com backslash true-path-planning. And we are back with episode 50 of The Grid. Week 1 is finally here. And with that being said, there's a lot we've mentioned. There's so many really good games going on. There's so many different storylines going on. And we're all going to say what our favorite one is. And I'll, and I'll start here because this was uh, kind of my idea to put this in here. Um, we didn't even talk about this game, but there are weeks this year where this game will lead the show, would lead the show, and that's Goliad versus Tidehaven. Yeah. Goliad Tidehaven is, I mean, that, that's a really good under-the-radar game. And something I'm curious about, Mike, you were at the Goliad Refurio scrimmage, and you mentioned that you thought Goliad's defense looked really, really good. Mm-hmm. I was at Tidehaven's scrimmage against Shiner, and I thought Tidehaven's first-team offense, even when they weren't running Joseph Dodds, they had Kale Russell and those big receivers. They ha- were able to have success in the passing game. Now you're going to add a Division One All-American candidate running back mm-hmm. into that attack. I am very interested to see how this game plays out between, you know, a couple of very good teams. Goliad defensively, Tidehaven offensively, strength on strength. That's what you want. Week one, I'm very interested to see just kind of how that matchup plays out, how the scoreboard looks, how the flow of the game goes in that one. Mike, talk to, talk to me a little bit about the, you know, talk to me a little bit about that because Goliad, you were at their scrimmage. You have familiarity with Tidehaven as well. Uh I mean, talk to me a little bit about, you know, kind of what you expect from there. Because that, again, I think we didn't even talk about this game in the open. But that's one that's, again, that's just such a good and intriguing matchup. Yeah, it really is. Because um, you're looking at, obviously, Goliad has inexperience at quarterback. So, even uh, Coach Kevin Salazar said this. They're going to have to rely on their defense early on. Yeah. Until the you know whoever takes over at quarterback settles in, 
but um, you know, outstanding defense. Whereas tight end, this I mean, I I kind of get the feeling, and you may have sensed this too, that this is kind of the year that tight end's been building towards. Yeah. I mean, they're they've got a lot of young guys that are good too, but. I mean, they won't have Joseph Dodds back next year. So uh, this is the year I think that they, they want to take that step, you know, and uh, get a chance to make it to the semifinals and see what happens. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, if Goliad's defense can, uh, you know, at least contain uh, that offense. Yeah. And uh, then on the other side to see what kind of offense Goliad can produce mm-hmm. because – now, you know, a lot of what I saw was Refiro's defense was very good. But uh, Goliad's offense uh, was very inconsistent early on, and we'll see if that's improved. Yeah, we'll see. And also we'll kind of get a feel, you know, how good is Tidehaven's defense. We know kind of the offensive weapons that they have. And I like what you said. This is the year they've kind of been building towards because yeah. – you don't get Joseph Dodds every year, much as a senior, yeah. a senior, you know, kind of high school fully developed Joseph Dodds. So this is, and again, you talk about an opportunity to make a statement. Last time Ty Haven was on the field, lost 12-6 to Poth. I can only imagine that there's a, I'm sure there's a sign in the locker room. There's a clock counting down. That's, there's a salty taste in their mouth right now. Yeah, they, uh, I'm sure they are. And of course, Dodds wasn't healthy for that game and he wasn't healthy a lot last season. And, He's healthy now, so uh, I'm sure he's just itching to get going. Yeah, Mike, what's a uh, what's the kind of storyline or just something you're looking forward to in week one that maybe we haven't touched on quite yet? Well, there's another game we haven't mentioned either, which is Industrial Yoakum. Gosh, which, <laughs> this is such I an know. amazing week one. I know. It's like uh, I'm really curious about this because Industrial, you know, they have their quarterback back. They lost some people, some key people. And Yoakum, of course, uh, struggled a lot last year. But they have the the moving quarterback, yeah, you Zachary, know, Zachary Taylor. Taylor, who's going to Army. They have some exceptional skilled people on that team. I'm really curious to see what Yoakum can do this year. They have a very tough schedule. Um, and, uh, you know, a non-district. And then, of course, their district is murder. You know, you've got Columbus. You've got Hitchcock. You've got Hallettsville. Poor Hempstead sitting there going, God, we're just going to get pounded. But, uh, yeah, I'm, that kind of intrigues me. I think uh, Industrial won last year, but I, I'm real curious to see how this comes out. And, of course, I mean, I, you know, we bring it up, but you don't know what's been going on in Industrial, how that, yeah. you know, plays into this team. I mean, none of those kids were involved. Right. But it's still there. And yeah, they're it's, hearing it, it's about so, it. It's something that's happening, and you, yeah. you wonder: is it like, does it cause some dissension, or does it? You know, sometimes these things, like a tra- like something like this, can unite a team as well. Mm-hmm. Where you just kind of okay, hey, yeah. zero dark thirty. We're not listening to any of the noise. It, it's all about us. So kind, that's a good point. How industrial handles? Yeah, th- what what all's going on over 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 there is an yeah, interesting they, subplot. They really need to keep their focus on the field, and that that's not easy when all these things are going on around. and you're and you're a teenager as well yeah so uh that's going to be an interesting game too i mean it's just crazy week one i mean to have so many big games you know to start out the season yeah, yeah this is absolutely outstanding week one jeremiah is there a, with all these games on the schedule all this stuff going on is there a, is there a subplot or is there some story that 
you're looking forward to something you're looking forward to see play out as you know teams finally take the field the next couple of days. Yeah, well, you know, these past few weeks I've been going out to Calhoun quite a bit to you know watch them, and you know their week one game is against Stafford, which they lost to last season, and obviously you know they, last year they had the zero and seven start, so uh, you know that loss against Stafford kind of kicked that off. Uh, but then, uh, like we've talked about a lot, they they were able to you know win five straight games and make it to the the regional semifinals. So I think it's a, it's another storyline of how do they look week one. Uh, you know they they lose a few guys in in the backfield, and Tony Hensley, um, but they return Alex Parker at QB and Jace Campos at at fullback. So I think uh, you know it'll be interest, interesting to see how they look week one. Um, you know with this uh, you know semi new team. All right, well, guys, that just about does it for the golden episode of the Grid Podcast. Before we get out of here, though, coaches, week one is beginning. Please send in your stats to sports at vicad.com so we can get those up and on the website. And Mike will be doing the leaders throughout the year. And we want to recognize all the really good athletes in the area. Stats are also great when we go into the all-area football team and those selections and things like that. So, coaches, send those box scores in when you get the chance post-game because – we would love to have them. We'd love to, you know, kind of promote what all, you know, what all the good athletes in the area are doing. And also, before we get out of here, I'd be remiss if I did not tell you all to participate in Vic's picks. We're doing a pick them for high school games across the area. It'll be 10 games every week. Week one is live and up on our website, victoriaadvocate.com. Visit the site. Find the contest tab, click on it, and click on Vix Picks. You register for it, enter to participate. There is a prize that goes along with it. I think it's a tailgate party. So go ahead and enter in that. We'll be picking some games as well. We won't be picking the games we are covering because that'd be disingenuous of us to do. But you'll get to see you. You get to compare yourself against us and how we do us. You know, South Texas football experts over here, especially especially Mr. Mike Foreman who. You know, I think he has a leg up on all of us because he's watched all these teams for, you know, longer than Jeremiah and I have been born. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so go ahead and do that as well. And once again, pick up the football tab. It is out. We're recording this on Wednesday. It is out today. We went, and wor- we went and worked on that thing throughout the summer. We are so excited it's out. We're so excited it's out there. Mike, I know you're really excited about the tab. Yeah, I, I, I urge people to pick it up. Of course, it's online. You can read it online. Or if you want a copy, come on up to the uh, paper up here, downtown Victoria, and uh, pick one up. Uh, we put a lot of work into it. We've got a lot of area schools in there. We have, you know, cover boys from... Refurio, Bay City, El Campo, Tidehaven, Falls City. I mean, every district we cover is in there. And you've got schedules for every team in the area. And I want to thank Billy Garcia for putting together. So uh, really, just pick up a tab. And uh, next week, uh, right, Gabe, we'll be back. We'll have some results. Yeah, we'll have some results. We will have on-field football to talk about, break down all the above Guys, kickoff is like 48 hours away as we're recording this right now. Could not be more excited. Guys, thank you for tuning in to episode 50 of The Grid. We are so excited to have football back and on the field here in South Texas. And we will see you guys next week.